tonight we're going to be beginning, beginning a new series here at Truth Church. And that series is entitled Hearing God's Voice. Hearing God's Voice. Anybody want to hear God's voice? Does anybody want to hear God's voice? Praise God. I want to hear God's voice. I want you to hear God's voice. Praise the Lord. I want to be a church where that is a constant thing that takes place. And we're going to talk a little bit about that this evening. Revelation 3 and verse 20. Revelation 3 and verse 20. And we will also be reading 1 Samuel 3 and verse 1. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, somebody say, hear my voice. Hear my voice and open the door. I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Man, I want to talk about that a little bit right now. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and read 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1. And I'm pausing because I encourage you to get your Bibles or your iPhone where it needs to go or your Android if you're still. Amen. I'm not even going to say that. I'm just going to leave that right there. Praise the Lord. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Somebody say open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of the Lord was and Samuel was laid down to sleep that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I call not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I. For thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I. For thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said, Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of every one that heareth it shall tingle. Praise God. Would you lay your Bibles down or your phones? And I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to lift your hands all across this building. In the name of Jesus. Lord, right now I'm asking that our ears would open. From the very beginning of this series that we are starting on this Wednesday night, Lord, I'm asking right now that there would be something that begins to happen in the lives of every individual, myself included. Lord, that we would be attentive, that we would listen, that we would 
understand that you want to speak to each and every one of us. Lord, you want to speak in this last hour more than ever before. And Lord, it would be that that would be evident in this house. Lord, I pray that in your powerful, precious name, that it would be evident in this house, Lord, every single time we come together, Lord, every single time every individual in this house has their personal devotion, Lord, that you would begin to speak. And not only would you speak, but, Lord, we would hear what you say to us in Jesus' name. Lord, let our hearts be open. Let our spirits be open. Lord, I feel the presence of you moving in this house right now. In Jesus' name, let your will be done. And Lord, let us, let us be sensitive to what you are wanting to do in this last and closing hour right here at Truth Church. In Jesus' name, and everyone say amen. Amen, amen. amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. Hearing God's voice, hearing God's voice. If you've read anything about Helen Keller, there's a lot of pretty profound things, a lot of uh, great things that came from her. But one thing that I just want to point out here to begin our time together this evening is she was both blind and deaf. But Helen Keller let it be known that she felt the greater handicap was being deaf more than being blind. And just in that little blurb, if you will, or that little fact that she let that be known, it lets me just let my mind begin to wonder a little bit that do we really, truly, as just individuals, but more so people of God, do we value the gift of hearing like we should? Do we value the gift of hearing like we should? Now, I'm not, tonight, we understand that we are not talking about the physical hearing, but I am talking to us this evening about spiritual he hearing, hearing God's voice. Do we truly value hearing like we should? Just with that statement of Kellen, uh, Helen Keller, it would let me believe that perhaps I don't value it as much as she would have valued hearing. But I want to tell you that I want Truth Church I want myself, my wife, my kids, I want us to value hearing the voice of the Lord. I want us to truly grab a hold of it. I want to teach it to my children. I want to teach it in my home. I want my wife and I to be in tandem when it comes to hearing the voice of the Lord. I want it to be something that is most definitely evident in our lives. Lord, I want to hear your voice. I don't want it to just be words that come from me, but I want it to be something that is true in my life. God, I want to hear your voice. And not only do I want to hear it, but I want to act on your word and hearing your word. It is the chief means of communication between human beings, speaking to each other and hearing through listening to someone speak as opposed to reading. We get a greater measure of emphasis on words, inflection, the personality of one speaking, and a failure of perception of the emotional element. Written words are effective tools of communication, but vocabulary, punctuation, and sentences, sentence structure are sometimes poor substitutes for spoken words. Some things must be spoken. Now just let me give you for an example. 
So your child is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Just go write it on a piece of paper and slide it under their door and see if it works. Behave or clean your room and see if that works. Sometimes, <laughs> Sister Delene, we got to open the door and we got to get our little waggly finger and we got to say, listen here, son, get your room clean and get it clean now. And when that Louisiana vernacular begins to come out, I promise you, Roman gets it. It's like heels clack together, straight up, you got it, yes, ma'am. If I want to eat, if I want to breathe, if I want to even lay down tonight and feel safe, I'm going to clean my room. Amen? We understand that some things must be spoken. Perhaps this is the reason that God uses the sense of hearing so frequently in the Scripture to illustrate his communication with mankind. During his teaching ministry, Jesus frequently told his listeners, he that hath ears, let them hear. Find that throughout the word of God. Not everyone understood the parables and principles that Jesus taught. Only those who had spiritual perception. I want you to understand that. Spiritual perception could understand the meaning of his teaching. So if there's, for some reason, we don't understand some things and we don't get it when we read the word of God, I would encourage you to continue to read the word of God. Continue to come to church. Continue to pray. Because what you're doing is you're molding that spiritual perception. Now, I'll just be completely and totally transparent. I have to read it 130,000 times. I don't know if that's right or not, but it's a lot. And finally, well, bam, it comes out to me. Or I hear it preached or taught, and it finally comes to my, I, I get it. I start understanding it. I start realizing, I don't know if anybody else is like that, but for me, I hear it multiple times. I'm not, I'm not that individual that reads it once and got it and I get it and I understand it. I have to read it again and again and again. And finally, finally it comes to me. Finally, it's there and that's, that's okay with me. I'm all right with that. I, when, I, when I was younger, I didn't like that very much. But now, as I've grown to be a man, I'm 41 years young. I, I, amen, praise the Lord, that's right. Young, young. I'm okay with again, I'll read it again. And all of a sudden, it comes to me. I understand it. And I've made up my mind that I am going to have a spiritual perception. I've made up my mind, if I don't get it, that I'm going to go to the Word. I'm going to begin to study. And I'm going to open up commentaries. I'm going to read again and again. What am I doing? I'm honing that spiritual perception. So no, don't throw in the towel and don't say, oh, God's not speaking to me. No, God is. He is. He's wanting to speak to you. And as long as you'll continue to seek his face, if, as long as you'll continue to listen to his word or read his word, understanding is going to begin to come. Somebody say amen. amen. God spoke to his messengers throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. He communicated with mankind from the very beginning. Adam and Eve in the garden. Job, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and the prophets. In these last days, somebody say these last days. In these last days, God has spoken to mankind through his word. And he is not going to stop. Somebody say amen. He is going to continue to speak through his word. He is going to continue to speak to you and to me. The issue is, are we going to listen to his word? Does anybody want to hear the voice of the Lord? I said it at the beginning. 
And I'll repeat it again and again. It is my hope and my prayer that there will not be one or two or five or six or ten. But I would love it if 250 or 300 in Jesus' name this year, that 300 of us will be listeners of the word of the Lord and hearers of the word of the Lord. It will be something that comes to us because we know that God is speaking and we want to hear what he has to say in this last and closing hour. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Praise God. After Jesus' ascension to heaven, God continued to speak to the apostles and those who would seek him through his spirit. Just think about that for a moment. He would speak to those that would seek after him. Now listen, and I'm going to be nice. Seeking after him is not just when you want something. Seeking after him is when you get up in the morning and you open the book or you turn the book on and you're listening or you're driving or you're in the shower or wherever your prayer room is and you begin to speak and talk to the Lord. Lord, good morning. I love you. I want to hear your voice today. God, I want to touch you, Jesus. I want, to, I want you to touch my spirit and my heart and my mind. Lord, I want you to know that I am seeking after you while you may be found. And if we will seek him through his spirit and we'll ask for his spirit to rest upon us and minister to us, God will continue to speak to each and every one of us every day. Do you serve a living God? Do you? Does anybody in this room serve a living God? He is alive and he's well. And God, he wants to continue to speak to individuals every single day if we will seek after him. If we'll follow him, if we will not hang him up on Monday, Tuesday, and, and pick him back up on Wednesday night, and then hang him up on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, and pick him up on, on Sunday morning. But if we will seek him every single day and want to talk to him every single day, he will speak to us every day. God speaks today primarily through this book right here. Primarily through this book right here. So if you're not hearing the voice of the Lord, can I tell you, read the Bible, you'll hear the voice of the Lord. I love it. I love it. I don't despise it. I love it. I'm thankful for it. I am so thankful. When somebody comes to me and says, hey, pastor, I was reading the Bible this morning. I was reading the Bible the other day. And, man, it was like God just came in and began to do. And this is what he spoke to me. And this is what he said to me. There's men and ladies in this church right here that do that frequently. You know what that lets me know? That lets me know that you're honing that spiritual sensitivity that's saying, Lord, let me hear your voice. Lord, I want to talk to you. That lets me know that you got a relationship with him, not just on Sunday and on Wednesday, but every day you're wanting the Lord to speak to you. Amen. But he speaks primarily through his word, the Bible, the infallible word of Jesus Christ. The psalmist wrote, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is through the scriptures we have great benefit of being able to observe years of God's dealings with mankind. The Bible is full of real life experiences and the instruction Listen to me. The instruction of God with man. The instruction of God with man. Pastor, I don't know what to do. Oh, I don't know what to do, Pastor. A family leader, I don't know. 
just feels like, what do I do? If you have a daily diet. Now listen, I'm not saying you can't come and cry and boo-hoo and talk to us about an issue or tell us about something. Sister Ginger, Pastor Darren, her family leader. This is what, I'm not saying you can't do that. Sometimes you need some help. Sometimes you need to talk to someone. But if we'll pick up God's word, the Bible tells us to encourage ourselves in the Lord. That's what his word says to me and you. His word, he is, he is our wonderful I'm not saying that you can't go see a counselor. But he's the wonderful counselor. And if you have a daily relationship with letting him speak to you and you hear his voice, this is what happens when issues and problems arise, when stuff begins to happen and life begins to happen, what we do is we can hear. I read it 60 days ago. But what happens is, as you begin to talk to him 60 days ago when you started that Bible reading, and Sister Servant, what happens is, you're right now, right now in May, but, and you go back, oh, I remember reading about this. And his word begins to speak to you once again. That's why we read the word. So it can speak to us. In the beginning was, the word was, and the word he speaks primarily through his word. We have great benefit from his counsel, from his teaching, mankind. The Bible is full, as I said a moment ago, of real life experiences and the interaction of God with man and the instruction of God to man. We are blessed that God inspired men to record their experiences, and share their knowledge and inspiration through his word. God also speaks to our inner man by his spirit. Praise God. I want to just stop for a moment and tell you it is so important that you make sure that you are not just, oh man, I, I, I want the Holy Ghost, but it's not that really big deal to me. No, God wants to give you the free gift of the Holy Ghost. And I personally want you to have the Holy Ghost. And you need to believe that God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And when you receive the Holy Ghost, he will begin to speak to you. It is true. It's not fake. It's not some phony business. Yes, it is for you today. For the promise unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What was he talking about? The infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And he wants to speak to you, to your inner man, by his spirit. He may speak to us through our intuition, our perception. Hebrews 5 and 14 says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of us have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. God often guides us through a sense of inner peace, or strong mental or emotional impressions. I'll stop for a moment. Personally, that's what happens to me. I feel an impression upon my life. I feel an impression to say something, to speak something, to declare something. It's happened more and more over the past few years. And the reason I believe that it's happened is because I've asked God, God, I want to feel that impression upon my life. And when I feel that impression, and I know it's from you, and you want me to speak it, Lord, I want it to be so strong. And so I'll feel it. 
and I'll begin to speak it. And why do I do that? Because I want the Lord to know when you speak, Lord, I'm going to listen and I'm going to act upon what you want me to do. <laughs> Praise God. It takes time and experience to cultivate this level of perception and communication with God. Oh, that ain't for me. Is it not for you? Or do you not want to take the time to build that relationship with Jesus? The things that God wants to do in you and me are that. They're beyond what you can even imagine. But if you will take the time to listen to him, if you'll take the time to spend time with him, God will begin to speak to you. God will begin to use you and you'll begin to hear his voice and you'll know how he's speaking to you. Somebody say amen. I want to, I want to bring encouragement to someone that's in this place tonight. Don't feel like it's not for you. Don't feel like that you're just a, a saint on the pew and that's all you're ever going to be. If you will spend time with him, if you'll begin to cultivate that relationship, just take, from, take this from me right now. Why don't you just take some time? Every day I'm going to begin to read my Bible at least 30 minutes a day. And the next 30 minutes I'm going to pray and seek his face. And I'm going to ask you, Jesus, I want you to do a work in me. And I want to begin to hear your voice and I want to begin to act upon your voice. And just pray that kind of prayer and see what God does with it. Somebody say amen if you believe that. God can use our brother's and our sisters to speak to us. I can't tell you how many times. I can't tell you. I don't, I can't, it's beyond what I can tell you. But in my primitive years of being a minister, a young minister, that Sister Joe would speak to me. She would invest time into me. Or I would even go to her. And she would confirm things to me, just talking to her. Countless times that that happened. That's because your brother and your sister in the Lord, God uses them to speak to you. There's been men in this church that you have, you have confirmed what I have felt to preach just in conversation and you had no idea. I had studied. I had prepared. I wasn't sure. I just had this... I don't know, I was uneasy about something, but I, I just continued to press through as I studied and began to develop message. Walking out of the office or into the sanctuary and somebody says a word and somebody says something about something that they were studying and God says, told you. That impression, man, listen, this man or this lady just said this certain thing and it spoke to me. I had an ear to hear. And when I heard it, I understood that God was testing me. God was working on me if I would continue the course. And he confirmed, he confirmed what I was going to preach and speak or talk about. Happened today. It happened tonight. As I was wondering if we needed to begin it this evening. I was going to press it forward. I had another message of one of those kicker and kick your feet together and everybody runs around type of messages. But somebody knocked on my door. And to be quite honest, I was trying to decide and trying to work on this. And my brain was, I, it might have come across that way. But soon as the conversation began to ensue, I took it as, yes, Lord, that's what I'm talking about. This person was listening to the word of the Lord and God was speaking to him and that's exactly what I was beginning to speak about tonight. God uses our brothers and our sisters to speak to us. The writer of the book of Hebrews urges saints of God to exhort one another. Listen to what it says. But exhort one another daily while it is called today lest any of you be hindered through the deceitfulness of sin. 
when God, I, it's so important. When God begins to speak to you, brother or sister, look at somebody close to you that is not your brother and sister or across the way and say, you're my brother, you're my sister. When God begins, I know, I know it may seem funny, but when God begins to speak to you, listen to his voice and act on it. It could be that your brother and sister has been praying, Lord, I want to hear what you're trying to say to me. Lord, I want you to speak to me. Lord, I need this confirmation in my spirit. Listen. Because it could be that you're the confirmation that they've been praying for. It's important that we hear the voice of God. It's important that we hear the voice of God. It is my prayer that leaders in ministry here at Truth Church, family leaders, I can't stress it enough how biblical and how true I know family leaders is our concept or our name for it if you will it's biblical, it's truth it's something that we are trying to pattern ourselves after and what it does is it gives opportunity for family leaders to actually do what the word of the Lord tells us to do be sensitive, listen to the voice of the Lord, and be that voice that speaks into the lives of your family group, that individual, family leaders that are in the room tonight. It's imperative that I don't have to baby you and encourage you and tell you, hey, you need to read the Bible. You need to pray every day. You need to have a constant time of fasting. Why? Because you are a leader in ministry and it could be that not only are they going to call on their pastor, but they may call on you as a brother and a sister in the Lord and you need to be there and you need to hear the voice of the Lord. It's my prayer that leaders in ministry it's my prayer, me as your pastor and Sister Ginger as your pastor's wife, that we are listening to the voice of the Lord so we can give direction when there needs to be direction. Amen. Titus 2 and 15. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Who do you think you are? I'm, your, I'm, I'm, I'm just your family leader that Pastor Darren and Sister Ginger had trust in. I want to be a church where every saint of God hears the voice of the Lord. I want to be a church where family leaders and ministry leaders, Sunday school, youth ministry, I want people hearing the voice of the Lord. I want them cultivating that relationship with Jesus Christ that you don't have to doubt and you don't have to wonder and nobody's going to despise thee. But they're going to hear you and say, yes, I agree with that. Or yes, I hear that. Amen. God can speak to people through the medium of dreams. Just this past Saturday, and it was here for our quiz tournament that we hosted, for the quiz tournament that we hosted. Came into, or knocked on my office door, came in my office, and he said, can I, can I ask you a question, Pastor Darren? I said, for sure. He said, do you believe in dreams? God speaks to us in dreams. Exactly how the conversation went. And I said, as a matter of fact, I do. And he looked at me and he said, well, I can't tell you how many times that I wanted to try to get your contact or, or message you on social media. And I didn't do that, but I just walked past your office. I'd gone out to my car and I walked past your office. And 
I felt a nudge from Jesus to come in and tell you what I feel God gave me in a dream about your wife when she was in the hospital. And I said, I believe it. He said, I don't know why. He said, I, I didn't listen to him, but I, I, it was like a, it came back to me so fresh and vivid. As soon as I, I looked inside your window and I, I'd met you earlier today, and I had, I, to be honest with you, I didn't even let it come to my mind, but when I walked past your office and I looked inside just for a split second, God stopped me, and that's really how it happened. I saw him come in, and, and it wasn't a second later, Sister Diane, that was a knock on the door and looked inside. I motioned for him to come in, shut the door behind him, and he began to speak something to me. He said, I don't know if that means anything to you, but I felt like I needed to share that with you. Pastor Darren, and I felt the brush of angels' wings come inside that office. I felt the power of God move in and begin to speak and confirm things for myself, my wife, my family. Church, I'm telling you that, yes, he does still speak to people. God speaks to people. Does anybody want to hear the voice of the Lord? He speaks to people through the medium of dreams and angels. And the gift of the Spirit. I want the gift of the Spirit to operate here at Truth Church. Amen. These supernatural manifestations are not as common as other ways God speaks to us. But they are. Somebody say they are. They are scriptural means of hearing from God. They are scriptural means from hearing from God. God will speak to us if we will allow in all the dreams. I don't believe that, Pastor Dare. Angels, I don't really get the gifts of the Spirit. Are you sure? I think that was just for the Bible days. No, ladies and gentlemen, that is for us today. I want it right here at Truth Church. I want it to be evident in your home. I want you to be woken up by the voice of the Lord. I want you to be just like, I, Lord, I, I'm hearing you. I, God, I woke up. I'm stopping everything. I'm going to go in my, my living room or I'm going to go in my prayer closet. Lord, speak to me right now. You woke me up in this dream. I want it to be evident. And I want you, Truth Church, I want you to desire it and want it every single moment of every single day. Somebody say hearing God's voice. There is one thing common to every means of communication from God to mankind. One thing. I want you to hear me. All communication from God to mankind is compatible with his word. All of it. If it's not, if there's any conflict, if there's any contradiction to the Bible, we can know assuredly that it is not from God. Even if it comes from an angel. The Bible says it. Galatians chapter 1. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. Listen to what it says. Let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. So I don't care how spooky and how flamboyant and how wonderful you think it is. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, just say, no, be gone in Jesus' name. It's got to line up with the word of God. There are times that God withheld communication. And I want to take just a moment to run through these very quickly. So I only have about 14 more minutes to go. But I want to run through these quick very quickly. There are times when God withholds his voice and it seems that the heavens are closed up like a brass door. When God is silent, it is either a time of testing 
or punishment. Pray that this gives some understanding to some of us this evening. You can find in the Word of God during Job's loss and calamity that the Lord was silent concerning his dilemma. Job was a faithful man. And it is clear that God was testing him. On the other hand, our text relates a time when God's silence was due to the sin and rebellion of the people of Israel. So you have one instance where Job is being tested. And then our text that we read just a moment ago was a time where there was things that were not right. Eli, the high priest and judge in Israel, allowed his rebellious and profane sons to defile the things of God's house. Eli neglected, neglected to sternly discipline his sons and cause great displeasure in the eyes of God. Eli's sons did not regard the tabernacle as holy. And they blatantly violated the sacred rules of conduct. They were lewd and immoral men bringing their sin right to the door of the tabernacle. So it's either going to be rebellion or God is testing. I have said it. I heard it, and you've said it. Many people in the house feel so. I've prayed and prayed, and I've, I've fasted and I've fasted. Let me just set it down right here for you. Evaluate yourself. Evaluate your situation. Is God testing you, or is there something wrong in the house? Amen. Man, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I've prayed and I've kept praying and I still don't feel anything. I'm hitting, a, I'm hitting that ceiling. Or my, my prayers are hitting the ceiling. Is there some rebellion? Is there some things that you're not allowing yourself in your home to line up with? Amen. Or is God testing you? It is imperative, ladies and gentlemen, that we find that out. Because two things can happen. We will just continually, aimlessly not know and keep on doing it, keep on doing it, and nothing ever happens. And the next thing is you just throw in the towel and say, God is never going to answer me. God's not real. It's important that we have a relationship with God and that we read his word, hide the word in our heart that we might not sin. And when we do that, you're going to better be able to, instead of just, you're going to better be able to pinpoint, is this rebellion on my part or is God testing me? And if he's testing me, I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to continue to fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to continue to study your word. I'm going to continue to come to church. I'm going to continue to lift my voice. I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to me right now. There are people in this building that you've prayed and prayed, silently been praying, but you have yet you have yet to do what the word of God has spoken to you to do. What is happening right now for the Holy Ghost is exactly what I'm speaking about. I may not get finished tonight. Things have not gone how you wanted them to go because you have not got an alignment by doing what the word of God has told you to do. There is an alignment from the heavens. And what you have to do is you have to fall into that alignment. I'm not talking by accident. You have to make the decision that, Lord, yes, I am going to do what your word declares me to do. Well, I don't think it's that important. It is that important. And you need to submit to his word. If you do not submit to his word, there's nobody that's under you that is going to submit to his word. 
And so if you don't submit to his word, then there are things that are not going to fall into place how they're supposed to fall into place. I'm hurrying. I'm going to stop with that. I feel like I need to get this in. The silence of the Lord is described in the book of 1 Samuel. And I had you repeat it as no open vision. No open vision. The word open comes from the Hebrew word paretis. Parrots, sounds like that, which means to be broken forth. There were no visions breaking forth or dawning upon anyone. The ministry of the prophet was silent. I want you to hear me. The prophets of the Lord were often given visions and dreams through which God communicated his will. In defense of Moses, the Lord said, and he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and I will speak unto him in a dream. God spoke to many of his messengers by the means of visions. You can find this throughout the word of God. Abraham, Isaiah, Nathan, Ezekiel, Daniel, Obadiah, Nahum, Habakkuk. There are a lot of others. Without the vision of the prophets, the people were out of touch with God. And I want to stop here for a moment. And I want to give you as Truth Church members just a glimpse of what I desire to see happen here at Truth Church. I want more than ever, I want the prophet of God to have a voice in our church. There are prophets of God that are a part of our organization that they don't have voices very many places. But God is opening that door and I am going to assure you that I am going to have prophets that stand in this pulpit over the rest of this year at some point in time when God begins to speak and opens that door. And Truth Church, I want you to allow, when I say it, when I tell you, when I give instruction that this man is coming, he is a prophet of God. I don't want you just to casually say, oh, that's good. But I want you to get to your prayer closet and say, Lord, let the prophet speak and let me hear what the prophet has to say in this last and this closing hour. Without the vision of the prophet, the people were out of touch with God. And I want Truth Church to be in touch. With God and the prophet is going to have a voice at Truth Church. Somebody say amen. amen. Proverbs 29 and verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Hallelujah. The sad state of Israel. Jeremiah declared. Her gates are sunk into the ground. He hath destroyed and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the Gentiles. The law is no more. Her prophets also find no vision from the Lord. Lamentations 2 and 9. It is a sad day. When God gives no vision and does not speak to his people. Truth Church, and I'm closing because it's, it's too late for me to continue on. And I want to say these other things. It's a sad state when God doesn't want to speak to his people. What is our take home from tonight? Our take home from tonight is, is it me or is God testing me? Am I doing what I need to do to hear the voice of the Lord in this last and closing hour? Am I full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? And am I continually every day cultivating that relationship? You don't get too old. 
you don't get too old to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen? There's no expiration date on you hearing the voice of the Lord, but what can happen is you can become rebellious. What can happen is you don't, you're not regarding the holiness of God, the power of God. Don't get lackadaisical no matter your age, no matter who you are, no matter your pedigree. Don't get lackadaisical when it comes to hearing and listening to the voice of the Lord. Stand to your feet. Praise God. We'll continue. We come back together. I may do this on first Wednesday, but and we'll begin to speak about no voice heard. But truth church, I want it to rest in our spirits and our hearts that we will. Somebody say we will. Somebody make it personal. Say I will. I will be a person that is hearing God's voice in this last and closing hour. Young people that are in the room want to hear God's voice. Men of God that are in this room want to hear God's voice. Ladies that are in this house want to hear God's voice and do what we need to do to hear God's voice. You're not going to snap your finger. You're not going to listen to enough messages on YouTube to hear the voice of the Lord. We've got to do the work. Amen? we got to put the time in. It's not going to come from some book. It's going to come from cultivating that relationship with God so you can hear God's voice. Would you raise your hands all across the building? Lord, we thank you for your powerful word tonight. Lord, I am asking right now that what has been said would rest on the lives of everyone in this room and those that hear it on our podcast and, Lord, up on YouTube and all those areas in the name of Jesus. Would you allow your word to speak to them? Lord, instruct us through your word to, Lord, be hearers, O oh Lord. We want to be hearers of the word and doers of your word, Lord. I want to hear you more than I've ever heard you before. I want the prophet to have a place here at Truth Church. And, Lord, we want to be individuals that hear what the prophet has to say and to do what the prophet has to say. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh, we trust in your word. We trust, Lord, in your voice. And we will obey your word in this last and closing hour more than ever before. In Jesus' name, rest upon Truth Church right now. Grow us and mold us and shape us to be doers of your word. In Jesus' name, and everyone say amen. Amen, amen. amen. Greet one another. Be excited about Pentecost Sunday. Praise God, Pentecost Sunday. I know it's Memorial Day weekend as well, but be here. Let's have a great time in the Lord. God bless you, and we will see you on Sunday morning.